Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've got a quick, quick question for you, alright? I want to hear your thoughts, I want to know what's on your mind. I've got a quick, quick question for you, alright? The answer's not important, I'm just glad that we could talk tonight. So what's your favorite? How did you get? So, hello again and welcome to another episode of Quick Question with Soren and Daniel. The last new episode of 2022, in fact. This is the podcast where two best friends and comedy writers ask each other questions and give each other answers. I am one half of that podcast, senior writer for last week tonight, author of How to Fight Presidents. And while my name's Daniel O'Brien, you might as well call me Sage Francis, because I can't stop rapping. <laughs> with me, as always, is my co-host Soren Bowie. Soren, say hello. Hey everybody, I'm Soren Bowie. Dan, you cannot leave room for me to, like, in the hopes that I will laugh when I haven't even been introduced yet. It's just like okay. poor etiquette. Sure. Um, um, I did uh, laugh, though. That's good. It's good. Asking a question I probably already know the answer to. Uh, Sage Francis. Wrong reference to make? Too obscure? God, yeah, I mean, a little, a little bit esoteric, a niche, I would say. Yeah, I think my, I, <laughs> my, my notes, because believe it or not, I do write these intros out. I had Eminem in there because that was like a first thought uh-uh. thing. Yeah, that's then, wrong too. As I saw Eminem getting closer and closer, I was like, well, I don't want to say that. So I went from first thought to like sixtieth <laughs> thought. Yeah, that was not an A to B jump. That was an yeah. A to. C. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is probably why uh, I should never, I shouldn't do improv because my, my, I will always either start a scene with, I am robbing this bank, or I'll go too far in another direction and be like, banks aren't real. <laughs> Thanks to Shopify for supporting Quick Question. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash QQ. Thanks to Nutrafol for supporting Quick Question. Nutrafol is a physician formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use natural medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective dosages. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com men and entering the promo code QQ to save $15 off your first month's subscription. Dan, you know what I uh, found out? We'll get to your wrapping paper in just a second. 
Because cool. I do want to hear about all the wrapping that you're doing. Um, I found out recently that when you just mentioned banks, I found out recently that banks don't like it when you come inside and you're um, bleeding from multiple places. They don't. They don't. Sounds like, it. like my ex-wife. <laughs> ah. Wait, more than one? No, I'm confused. <laughs> is this a domestic abuse joke all of a sudden? <laughs> this is that's that's uh I haven't really thought out the, the mechanics of the joke yet. But my brain you said they don't like it when you come inside, and my brain was like, hang on a second, something uh-huh. else doesn't like that, I bet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then <laughs> and then I and then I was patient. <laughs> um I I fell down running the other day. I fell down. Oh. And that's a that's one of the scariest things. It's it's really a, such a bummer. And I had like such velocity too that I kind of just skidded a little. Yeah, <laughs> it, was just, it was brutal, man. And I fell on some pavement that was pretty fresh, so it was just kind of like a cheese grater on my palms. I I felt the sting on my palms immediately, but I had like my shoulder and my knee and stuff. But I was like. Oh, I hope I didn't break the skit and immediately lifted up my hands. And it was just like, you could just see the bubbles of blood starting to form and like these big scraped up pieces of like hand flesh because you got to get yeah. pretty deep under those layers to like pull anything up that's, right. uh, that's bloody. And I was like, damn it. And so like I stood up and kind of like pulled myself together a little bit. It was the very beginning of my run. I hadn't run more than like a quarter of a mile. And I was like, Okay. Do I go home and clean all this up? Could I just go to the gym still? <laughs> I like looked at my hands and I was like, it's just the like the fleshy part down by the wrist where I did it. I could still lift. And so I ran to the gym. But as I was running, started to because <laughs> they think your hands start to get more blood to them and everything. Your blood starts pumping a little bit more. They started to like really drip blood to the point where I was like, it would be embarrassing for me to go into the gym like this. I don't even know if they'll let me in ah, I'll go to the bank next door and clean up. (laughs) So I went there and I was like, excuse me. And this woman went, oh my God. Yeah. Of those two institutions, banks are are definitely more open to like fluids of strangers for sure. When I, when I find face with that, that's Sophie's (laughs) choice. Where do I bring my filthy body? Ah, I got to go to the bank and look nice for the gym. My my thought process was that I don't mind burning a bridge at Chase. I don't even use Chase. <laughs> I was like, this will be like, if that they say no and like they're scared of me, then fuck it. I never have to go in there again. But at my gym, it could be a real problem down the road. Right. And so I was like, can I use your bathroom? And they were like, okay. And they let me go in and they let me use the bathroom. When I came out, the woman was no longer behind the uh, plexiglass. She was now out in the middle of the store. I, you know what? I'm not 100% sure it was the same woman, but it was a woman. Now there was a woman out there just sort of like waiting for me. And she was like, what What happened to you? Are you all right? And I was like, yeah, I fell down running. <laughs> she was like, okay, do you need me to call an ambulance? Or, like, she was like, really like, she's treating like I think a normal adult would. Yeah, where very reasonable. Somebody walks in very bloody. <laughs> it was also my leg, like my leg was bloody. Yeah. <laughs> and it maybe looked worse than it was too because as I was running, my hands were brushing against my shirt. So my, my shirt had some blood stains all over it. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't, at one point, even on the run, I was sweating a lot from my head very early on. And I was like, I'm, I'm sweating a lot. And then I thought, oh, it's possible you have a head wound you don't know about. <laughs> and so I just started like checking my face, but no dice. That was fine. I didn't have that. But my, uh, my hands were a mess. And it's not even like just... 
how I fell it doesn't make a lot of sense because I've got the wrists, right? The wrists are all fucked. But then on the back of one of the wrists, like the back of my hand is also scabbed up. So somehow I hmm. folded over maybe. I'm not real sure. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a mess. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's The last time I ran, uh, the last time I fell when I ran, because uh, it is scary. It is a, a serious and scary thing because your momentum is really taking you. And there's just... There's, it truly feels like there's nothing you could do but like try to do a controlled roll yeah. from yeah. your run, which which is at that point I'm by that I mean I'm relying on my body's adrenaline because I don't I don't have the coordination for that. But the last time I fell running was uh, in a race actually last year, a 5K that I was just like doing for shits and giggles. And the start of a race is always a very tense thing because there's so many people and you're trying to get a good start and you're fighting for position and it's like. For, for me, as someone whose first mile is always my fastest, I'm really trying to make the most time there. And I'm I'm doing my best to be to have road IQ. But again, there are so many people who are making sudden movements once they realize, oh, the front of the pack isn't as fast as I want them to be, so let me dart out real quick. And I tripped over some other guy's legs and fell like like almost the same as you, like not even a quarter mile into this thing, just really toppling. And I rolled for a while and got up and i still wanted to make good time so i yeah. ne- i didn't let anything like break the gate of my of my pace yes and i just shouted to the guy who tripped me i was like i'm okay because i i i could tell that my my legs were working and that was like the main thing that i needed for this yeah. race right and so i just did the whole race and made pretty good time and the race was close to home so then i just like jogged home feeling good, caught myself in the mirror, and there's just blood everywhere. I've just been <laughs> dripping with blood this entire race. It really starts spouting out of you when you're running, it, it turns does. out. It, like, <laughs> it, it, I, whatever thickness there is to blood, it, it's no longer there when you're out running. Like It just turns yeah. into pure water and starts pouring out of your body like you're a, a balloon that's open. And I, sh- I should have known something was wrong because like normally if, I'm wa- if you're walking around and you're sweaty with like a, a, a race number, a bib uh, safety pin to your shirt, you'll get people saying congratulations or asking you how you did or asking questions about the race. And I'm walking home to town and I'm like, man, <laughs> no one is saying shit to me. <laughs> they thought that race had happened months ago. <laughs> and yeah. like, they really fell on hard times. <laughs> Um, yeah, the only real benefit to it was that when I got home and my kids saw it, uh, I watched the reaction on their faces and they, you know, my son came home the other day and he's like, I fell today at school and it bled. And I was like, oh, Oh. show me. And he shows me his knee and it's, it's nothing. It's like a little strawberry burn underneath his jeans. And I was like, are you sure that bled? And he's like, yeah, right in that spot. And he just like points this thing. That's not even, you couldn't qualify it as a scab. Like kids, they they have no sense yet of what's disastrous (laughs) for their bodies. So like everything feels like it might be bad. And Gilly shows me the same thing on her hand every single day. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I was there. Um, But then they saw these giant wounds. Like the one on my leg is real big. It's like, I was like sleeved (laughs) by the street. And uh, they look at that and they're like, oh, Okay. And I was being very cool about it intentionally so that I would hopefully in the future, they, when I, they get hurt, I can be like, oh, that's nothing. It's no big deal. Look, like we all get these. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, seeing their faces, that look of shock on their faces. And then my son wants to keep seeing it. And then Gilly, who's very sweet, 
uh, she, the one on my wrist, she gave a kiss to, and then immediately realized that was a bad idea <laughs> to like to kiss an open wound. And she went, hmm. yuck. <laughs> <laughs> napkin Ugh. napkin yeah. <laughs> this uh, is new for me and i don't like it yeah, she did not care for it uh but yeah it was uh, it was definitely like a i hadn't felt that uh out of control of something since i was like 20 years old where i got done i just fell got up and like took a minute to be like oh, okay gotta like just yeah just got to get let the sting go away for a second and then i was like yeah, it's gone. My legs still work. I'm just going to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about notifications for a second? The notifications from your phone. Bing. Those little sounds. They're awful, right? All of them are awful. Wait, with one exception. Cha-ching. Oh, I love that sound. It's music to my ears. Every time I hear that, an angel gets its wings. That's another sale on Shopify. The all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. With Shopify, it's not just one uniform type of store that you can sell your products from. You can you can customize it so that it's yours. With Shopify, you can create an online store that's in your vibe. Discover new customers and grow a following that keeps them coming back. You want your fingerprint on your business. I mean, not literally. That's greasy and gross. Nobody wants to walk into a place that has fingerprints all over it. But you know what I mean. You want it to feel like you and you want that's what's going to bring in the customers that you want. Well, Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere, whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify and join the platform, simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every single step of the way. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash QQ. Well, I hope you heal soon and heal well and uh, and heal Thank bravely. Thank you. It's Shampooing is like the mega issue right now. Just can't. Yeah. I really didn't realize how much of my palms I was using for that, but everything else feels pretty fine. Now, Daniel, tell yeah. me about rapping. I feel like I've spent the last two days rapping. We've got Christmas coming up pretty soon, and I've just done so much rapping, which means it's the time of year where I transform into a person who cares much more about the environment than I ever do under normal circumstances. It's like a, a completely, as I struggle rapping presents, because I've been, something I've done since I was a kid, you've been rapping presents, but it still comes around to Christmas every year and I have to relearn it by watching YouTube videos. And now I'm trying to get fancy with it in good paper and make nice bows and everything. And I get so frustrated rapping presents and sweating and and being bad at it and i refuse to believe it has anything to do i refuse to accept that it has anything to do with like my general incompetence or like my impatience and that this will be better if i just measure the taper me measure the paper better i don't think any of those things i just out loud alone in my house i'm like this is a fucking scam this is just a way to make money on paper and it's so wasteful we're just making more garbage for people to throw out i don't really care about that but like i'm sitting it it becomes like my cause right. as I'm in my home <laughs> wrapping these presents at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. I, I mean, granted Christmas paper, I think is like one of the worst things there is. It's like, you can't, it doesn't yeah. decompose well. You can't recycle it. It gets used for 
a day. <laughs> like it's but here's the here's the thing. You could tell me that's not true. You could tell me that it's one of the best things, and I would find some other moral cause Reason for why it. we shouldn't have paper. Yeah, absolutely. The I I don't know why I never like I've never gotten better at it at wrapping gifts no. from childhood to now. And I think I remember in childhood being like wrapping something shittily and being like, well, it's only, there's only room to grow from here. Yeah. And it didn't, I just stayed the same though my whole life. <laughs> so bad. I will finish a gift and go, Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. I last, last night when I stopped wrapping, it wasn't because things were good. I was just like, well, it's late. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to have to table this until tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to win this tonight. I need, I need breakfast maybe. <laughs> yeah let me come at this with fresh eyes <laughs> yeah i also feel as as a, a person who it's it's obviously known to my entire family that i am on work hiatus from mid-november to mid-january and i don't have another job unless you count this podcast which i don't uh i have lots of time and very few excuses to have to show up with a bunch of like hastily or shittily wrapped presents. I, I remember doing that a couple years ago where I was just like, surely no one expects these presents to be good. And then I saw like my brother and sister-in-law's presents where they got like the fancy paper and there were bows and there was like a theme yeah. to the paper. And I was like, oh, and they did that while raising two kids, huh? All right. Okay. Yeah. I don't really have an excuse that I, I can't just show up and be like, yeah, the store was out. So I used happy birthday wrapping paper. I don't know. It's me. What it's the, the yeah like it really gets me and makes me realize how far away i am from the shore of adulthood is like the the accoutrement or like the little flourishes that people always put on presents where i i, yeah. I will wrap a gift and be like done sharpie write the name on and then i see other people and i'm like oh yeah ribbon you can yeah. do ribbon i mean I, people can do ribbon i don't understand how that works where you like get it to come from all four corners get yeah. out of town I, i'm not I, I, don't, I can't solve a fucking rubik's cube what am i what do you want from me I think if if uh, if we were in town together, I would, as a fun quiz for a video component to this podcast that we don't do, I would have you inspect all the presents I wrapped and see how accurately you can guess the order in which I wrapped them. The yeah. bow is the tell. <laughs> you can really see the bows go from like the perfect bow where... You just have to pull one of the ribbons, and then the whole bow comes down, and oh. and you can use the the ribbon again if you want. You start with that, and then you end with like, "Hey, did you do you tape that to the box itself?" <laughs> yeah, I taped it to the box. It was eleven thirty at night. It's taped <laughs> to the box. It's all the ribbon I had left. One side is going to be one side of the bow is massively bigger than the other. You're just going to have to live with that. Yeah, I. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My, the only thing I've ever learned about about wrapping presents is that there's really some room to hide shit on the bottom when things go wrong, like have it yeah. go wrong in one direction. And so that when you get it all wrapped up, 
And like, there's all that extra paper, like bunching up on the sides and everything. Like, as long as you can kind of scoot some of that to the bottom of the present, then you just put the name on top and you let that present, like it's this unsteady present sit on top of all of your errors. <laughs> yeah. The issue that I feel like I'm having now, cause I've got, I got a, a nice little cute Christmas setup at this house. This is the first time I've been in uh, like a house and not an apartment of my own on on oh, christmas yeah. and so like i got a, i got a real tree for the first time and i got some like for real christmas decorations and stuff in the house and everything and i've arranged all of my cute presents together but now the the fear that i have is like these aren't these aren't travel ready bows this is yeah. everyone needs to come here to get their presents <laughs> these things aren't going to make a car ride yeah. a gentle breeze will destroy this <laughs> Yeah, I I think that's great for you. I I remember when we first had a tree in our house and I was like this is the best thing ever. And we we planned it. We we were like we we finally had a house and Christmas came and went and I was like, "Oh, we did not plan for that." And then after it was gone on June 2nd, I went to Balsam Hill online, which is a a tree company and I was just like, "Give me your finest Norwegian fir, please." And Jesus. found uh, a kick-ass uh fake tree that looks so good oh it looks so good it looks so real and it was so deep deeply discounted because i bought it seven days after christmas <laughs> and then i got got to our house and i opened it i fluffed it up and then i put it away and just waited just like sat on it just thinking about it and then thanksgiving rolled around and i was finally like that's enough up up goes the tree <laughs> But this was, uh, I was very excited to get a real tree because you, you, you romanticize what you grew up with. And so we always grew up with real trees. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, right after college, I moved to LA and every year I went home for the holidays. So it never seemed to make any sense to decorate for a house that was going to be an apartment that was going to be completely empty around Christmas time. And then the last couple of years I lived in an apartment in New York and New York is not like, it wasn't like a fun place to get real trees because i didn't have a car at the time and he was just like walk around to the whole foods uh or do what i didn't just get a fake tree and that was fine to have a fake tree but this year was like i'm gonna go i went to a farm and i cut down the tree <gasps> with permission and and put it on top of my car and brought it home and decorated it and it smells like tree in here i and i i love uh, that smell I was away last weekend. I was in San Francisco. We could talk about that. And I forgot I had a tree. So when I came home, I oh. saw it and I was like, this rules. What a nice thing I did for me. Yeah. That we said, I loved getting a tree. Setting up a tree is very nice. Decorating it. Hall of Fame. Plugging the lights in for the first time. Coming yeah. home after a weekend trip and seeing it. That's all good. For the most part, I'm ready for the tree to be gone. It's a thing that takes up a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. Like I had to move stuff around for the tree. Yeah. And the tree is just like shedding and I have to water it. Yeah. That's uh, so we always had real trees growing up too. But um, we, that was the thing is like it, it sheds needles the whole, the whole rest of the season. And it's yeah. like, motherfucker, there's a lot of these. <laughs> there's just too yeah. many to deal with. And so, yeah, I made it, I made an executive decision. I was like, we have one tree. For the rest of our lives and this will be the tree that we set up and i considered the possibility of getting one of those trees that has like built-in lights on it 
Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I think that might be a mistake. Cause the minute one of those lights goes out, I'm not sure how yeah. you fix it. You can't like replace that. Um, and then we you do can't. this other really pathetic thing, Dan, where we get, we have a kind of like this um, incense, this electric incense thing that can produce all kinds of produce like a lavender smell that just sort of tufts into the air. And we mm-hmm. get uh, a specific pine scent and we put that in this thing and then we keep it near the tree. <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. delivering the scent of a tree. Excellent. I, so you had to go buy uh, ornaments, Dan. I did. Yeah, I got um, a few uh, pricier ornaments from on my theme, and then I got a bunch of really cheap, like pack of twenty five on Amazon. This is this is gonna be a the the what I described what I wanted to do to my tree to the person I was with when I was cutting the tree down. Uh, <laughs> I said I'm gonna do. I got really excited because I saw a tree at this Christmas tree place that was decorated with a bunch of nautical beach-themed stuff. Hell yeah. And I said, oh, that's it. I'm going to do an entire... I live on the beach. I love the beach. I'm going to do an entire beachy, fishy, aquatic, nautical theme for my whole tree. That's going to be the ticket. And yes. she was like, okay. It's your tree. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how, like, broadly how well it's going to go over with our, our our listeners or anyone else who ever sees it. But like, I splurged on a couple of ornaments that I think are going to be like forever ornaments for me. Like, I got a really nice, uh, uh, I got a fucking awesome jellyfish ornament, Soren. It's like a yeah. foot long, and I've got an octopus ornament, and I've got like like some some beach chairs, and I've got uh like like uh I can't turn around and talk at the same time a bunch of like nice handcrafted cool aquatic ornaments and then i wasn't gonna like buy one ornament at a time so i just like you can just get like these cheapo nautical wooden ornaments off amazon which is what i did to to like pad out the rest and then it's okay like white almost blue lights and then some white garland wrapping around it and i don't have a topper yet even though i know well let me see starfish or angelfish which one? I know, I know. I I don't have either of them. Uh, which one? I just didn't you, find a chopper yet. Be? Probably starfish. Yeah, starfish is a good idea. A well, backward starfish. So you see all the little fingers. Yeah, I think right Flint. now. So the so it's it's funny how laziness works. So when we when I I got the tree, I you know it's it's right on a farm and trees all look the same, and I needed to get. Uh, a worker to give me a saw so I wanted to not forget what tree I had so I took my glove off and I put my glove on the tree to to mark it and then as a joke when I set the tree up in my home I put the glove on top there and now every time I see it I'm like yeah that works that's the, that's a glove it's a topper what are what are gloves but not stars of the hand oh man I am I'm looking at a flying fish ornament right now, and it is so beautiful. Uh, it's on Etsy. I, I maybe I'm gonna get you this. I mean, Christmas is in a week or something. Next year, maybe. Um, well, I think that a nautical themed tree is a great idea. I'm so happy with it. I wish I had known sooner and could start building it. Uh, I guess I could just like build for the future. That's what that tree is supposed to be, right? Like you, yeah, yeah. You forget about it when you're a kid. Also, you and I are the youngest, which I think changes for other older kids. Is that 
kids gradually make the ornaments or you collect them over the years from different places. And then you have a tree of ornaments and it's a history tree. Like the whole tree is a map of your history. And, um, for us growing up, obviously the tree was done. (laughs) Like you and I got to that age (laughs) where we were like, where we understood what Christmas was and understood that there was tradition to it. And we're like, Oh yeah, the family just has all these ornaments. And occasionally yeah. <laughs> you'd bring one home and your parents would be like, that's really nice. We don't really have room for it on the tree, but it's really pretty. <laughs> doesn't really go with uh, the history of the tree, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's like a deep and storied history of my my dad, my mom, and my brother. <laughs> and then I think that there might be one ornament that I made at one point. Yeah. There was a, a an ornament I made when I was in like second grade that was like a giant like maybe foot and a half long cardboard bear with googly eyes <laughs> and for some unclear reason a bunch of beans glued to it like this was Hell a school yeah. project this wasn't my design <laughs> but it's like else dark, do it. <laughs> darker beans for the legs brown beans for the arms a little bean nose a little bean dropped for the ears and then in the center of it a picture of me like a photograph yeah. of me that my teacher took with a, a big, stupid, like red pipe cleaner hanger for it. It was so big and so <laughs> awful looking. And I was such an emotional, nostalgic kid. I made my parents put that thing up for years. Uh, they might have moved with it. I'm fine if it's in the garbage now, but for a long time, I was like, no, we got to put the bear up. Here's my, my mom was like, we're just doing this thing where we're just doing like white lights and red ornaments. Put the bear up. I made it. And they always did. Yeah. It was foolish. It made the tree look like shit. The, I, I am curious how the jellyfish works. If the jellyfish is so big, like how do you hang that without it rubbing up against the um, branches below it? I'll, I'll send a picture to you after, after the show. Okay. It's, it's glorious. Okay. So a thing I've discovered now as a parent is that your kids bring home just a tremendous amount of schlock, especially around this, this time of year where you're like, you get things where, you know, there was, they'll bring home what they call an ornament or what the teachers are calling an ornament, but there was never, it was never expected in anybody's mind that this could actually go on a tree. Like they got carried away. We got one that's laminated a picture of him in the middle and then holly leaves jetting off in every direction. So it's kind of like a wreath and it's it's like the size of my head. Like, I can't put this yeah. on a tree. This isn't going to work. It's just going it, to... What it will do is just sort of flop over the end of the tree and hang and not hang at all. It just sits there. And, uh, you know, the kids are insistent. They want... They, yeah. If they made something, like, put it on the tree. And I'm like, nah, uh, the thing you made sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like as a teacher, you've got two real problems there. One, children can't really work with, like, delicate miniatures of things that's got to be big so the children can can like see and understand it and two you don't really have the capacity to make sure that every kid is doing a good job you know suddenly the bell rings and you're just as shocked as everyone else it's like uh, all right well brian yours is great uh your parents are really gonna love that uh the rest of you i didn't get to some of you in the back (laughs) yeah good luck um my so my son i've continued the, the tradition of telling him pulling him aside every once in a while and being like, have you thought about something expensive you want to get for dad? And, and, and he usually is like, dad. And then just recently he goes, yes, I thought of the thing I'm going to get you. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went and checked his, he's got a safe 
and I went and checked to see how much money mm-hmm. he's got. And he, <laughs> he's got th- like 378 in there. So okay. I, I'm good. I'm going to find out how, what he gets me and I'm going to go look up how much it costs and see if it was the full 378 or if he's shorting me at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the story was going to like, I'm going to look up in advance how much it costs and then magically his safe will have that amount of money <laughs> no. so he could do it for me. No, no. this went another way. Yeah, he has to learn the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> um, he did say a really nice thing the other day when we were uh, walking away from a swim lesson, we went past a nail salon and he was like, they have a lot of that polish in there that mom uses. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I think I'd like to get her something there. And I was like, hey. That's a, hey, great idea, man. And uh, I coaxed him into a gift for Gilly where I know she loves rainbows and she also is very specific, particular about what clothes she wears. And mm-hmm. I was like, she loves her rainbow shirt. What if you, what if we got fabric uh, pens and you made her a shirt? And he was like, yes, I will make her a sweatshirt. I'll make her a rainbow sweatshirt. <laughs> and I was like, yes, good. Yes. And he's going to be so pumped exciting. now to give that to her. Yeah, she better friggin' like it, or that's gonna be a real disaster. I know, I know. And he, the other thing is that I do things like this for my, for him to give to Colleen. Like I, we got her these mm-hmm. really cool earrings last year that had. We went out shopping. I helped him pick some stuff out and like kind of guided him toward things. And he got these bumblebee earrings that you could swap out with or interchange with. There was a honeycomb earring, and there mm-hmm. was a maybe a hive or something, something else cool. And yeah. uh, he was way into it. And and then we gave them to her and she loved them. And then I was like, where's uh, Colleen? Did you help him get something for me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, why would I? I, was like, I don't know. I thought this would be reciprocal. I, I also am in charge of the stocking. So I'm a couple extra presents in there as well. <laughs> whatever, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of. I'm looking at flying fish ornaments since you brought yeah. it up. Yeah. There's one right on Etsy that I'm seeing for $749. There's a kind of similar one, uh $82.64. So <laughs> wide range. <laughs> I, I think you know which which where where which, I'm leaning. Yeah. I mean that one better talk for that one. <laughs> oh, they're so pretty. Flying fish, I guess, in general, are things I like. Have you have you seen them in real life? Never. It's nuts. I saw them in North Carolina all the time. They do really, they, do they glide? They really go. They yeah. really, they really book it for a while. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, here's a really nice one. Break resistant. That's the guy. That's the one I want. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah, I haven't done any of my wrapping yet. I, I probably will have to wrap before we do our road trip, um, just so the yeah. kids aren't peeking in the back of the car. But I am pretty much shopped. I think I'm almost done, with the exception of my parents. I think I'm done. I, today is December 15th as we record this, and I, uh, right before recording, was just at a couple of stores. Not necessarily getting more presents, but getting very specific boxes for the presents that I do have. And I almost had a breakdown in the store, because the stores are so cleaned out, and there are so many people in them. And I started yeah. Christmas shopping on Halloween, I was so good this year. And I'm just in the store and like, how did you let this happen to yourself? How? We're so close. You're so close to the finish line for you to have a stress-free Christmas. Yeah. 
it it gets a little nuts. Even in small yeah. towns, I realized I didn't. I always thought this was just an LA thing. Where I, if you try to go to stores even right now in LA, uh, traffic this time of night or before winter, absolute madness. You go to a Target, it's it's like a riot. It's like yeah, it's nuts. Um, and then I went to Tucson, and in Tucson, I would go to the mall there two days before Christmas, and I was like, oh no, this is just it's across the United States. Yeah, this feverish purchasing of things it's crazy being in a michaels because again at this point i'm just looking for like wrapping stuff in boxes and and any other way i can i can jazz up the 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 gifts and a michaels at this time of year they have abandoned any pretense of their sections of the store making any sense (laughs) yeah you'll just round a corner and there will be a box full of wrapping paper and soccer balls. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're, they're just treading water. <laughs> just like trying to stay afloat at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame them. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, I, you know, I haven't even thought about wrapping paper, which is going to come back and fucking bite me. But I, I, we've been doing advent calendars. I've got the presents. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're doing good. I feel like this is the first year where I'm not going to get to Tucson and be like, okay, we just arrived. Uh, we, we drove overnight. It's five in the morning. I'm going to get up in three hours and go get some gifts before all the stores close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also certainly have the the Christmas equivalent to the the dream where you forgot to study for, for your college Ooh. final, Ooh. where there's someone that I'm supposed to get a present for that I didn't get a present for. And it'll always be like, in the dream, I'm at Christmas Eve with my whole family. And then someone's like, okay, and now who had Uncle Joe? <laughs> who had Uncle Joe? And anyone? it's like, fuck, I had Uncle Joe. I was wondering why I didn't buy anyone any presents in this dream. Fuck. <laughs> oh, what an awful, awful feeling. <laughs> I, it's a, what is your brain doing? Is it just like prepping you for worst case scenarios when it does that? Because like there's so That's many of those. A great question. <sighs> they, they, they really... Uh, preparing me for something that hasn't happened and especially the the I forgot to study for a test dream yeah that's like it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's never going to happen again. We're all We're all done with that. I still, yeah, but you still get them. You still get high school plays. Like you still, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 go, you don't know your lines. You go backstage to like read the script and you open it up and it's just gibberish. Like you cannot find your spite, your spot. And yeah. Like, I you, don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to just go, I'm going to go wing it. <laughs> you know, what's nuts is I don't have those stress nightmares about like 
screwing something up at work no. or screwing up any of the things that I do in my normal life. Yeah, imagine missing a deadline right now. How horrifying yeah. that would be. That feels like the thing my brain would absolutely want to train me for. Yeah. No. Come on, let, let, like spice things up, brain. No interest. Just still, still thinking about Spanish in 2002. Yeah. <laughs> Nutrafol is great. You've heard us talk about them before. They've been supporting our show and supporting healthy hair growth for years and years and years. We love Nutrafol. You should use them. Get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol's whole body approach to hair growth. No drugs, no compromises. You should never compromise on anything. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth thickness and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth nutraceuticals go beyond genetics to multi-target the root causes of thinning hair, including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle through whole body health. Physician formulated using natural medical grade ingredients, Nutrafol's drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than, get ready, 3,000 top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show, this show, by going to Nutrafol.com men and entering the promo code QQ to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. Promo code QQ. Um, well, uh, Dan, do you mind if we get into the show here? Yeah, sure. Okay. I had something. I I don't. I rarely do this, but I prepared for this show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I, I rarely do this. I'm going to stretch audibly. On a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, I was thinking about all the Christmas music that I've been listening to and getting kind of sick of it already. And then thinking about the vacancy in my life that will exist after Christmas is over, where I don't know what to listen to anymore because I've forgotten all of my old music and I've only been listening to Christmas music for the past two and a half months. So yeah, I thought what I wanted to do was create a playlist of songs for post Christmas and songs that are about winter songs that mention winter or take place in winter and that I oh. genuinely enjoy and that I could put together. And as I was making it, I was like, well, right off the bat, I'm not going to do this in terms of genre. I'm going to just make this chronological. So I, I don't have songs like winter wonderland on there, which doesn't mention Christmas, but it, Come on, it's classically it is a Christmas That's song. A Christmas song, yeah. Yeah. So I've got a bunch of songs that are not definitely not Christmas songs in an order that I think is Do you imagine if any day. radio station played Winter Wonderland on like December 30th? And they're like, well, it's not technically about Christmas. There'd be a fucking riot. Yeah. I, I I've heard Christmas music in stores after Christmas and been furious. Like yeah. I I'm like, I'm not one to complain, but I think I need to speak to the manager about this. This is an <laughs> outrage. Um and so, like, I'll give you an example. Obviously, the song for immediately after Christmas, in fact, the day after Christmas, would be Brick by Ben Folds 5. Oh, I don't know uh, it. <laughs> um, specifically because he mentions the day after Christmas. The song is not about anything other <laughs> about winter, yeah. <laughs> winter in any other capacity, other than, I guess, the uh, the end of life. <laughs> sure. 
but yeah, Brick would be number one on there. It, here's a, here's the, the other caveat I'm going to add to this is that I look through uh, artists that are like really popular. I wanted to have stuff that people would know. So I'm not just like suggesting a bunch of songs that no one's ever heard of and that from bands no one's ever heard of. There oh, are oh, oh. A, lot, a lot of bands like Rolling Stones, uh, um, Regina Spector and... Uh, um, oh, Kanye, like there's a bunch of people who have created winter songs and songs about winter. They are like across the board bad. Oh, they are so clearly B sides that as soon as I, I listen, I'll like here see a song by Queen uh, about winter, and I'm like, oh, cool. I don't think I know this song, and I'll listen to it. I'm like, that's why I don't know that song. It blows. <laughs> that's terrible. So I've got that's when they let Deacons write. <laughs> So I've got a collection of of songs that I'm. I think I like. I think I'm. I think I'm on board okay. with all of these. But uh, I want you to help and see if there's any that you want to add to it as well. Yeah, can I? I want to jump in and and ruin some podcast magic for our listeners. Soren prepped me with what we were doing, and this isn't a bit. I misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> Tell me what you thought we were doing. None of mine talk about winter. Okay. But I feel like they have winter vibes as no. I've interpreted them. No, this but is they, a bunch of fucking lunch money criminal songs. I, I swear to God. It. I swear to God, it's not a bit. I promise you, it's not a bit. I even went to I went to Bandcamp and went to look for look at lunch money criminal songs and listen to a few to make sure that there wasn't any winterish shit in those. Which ones did you listen to? I listened to the game and I listened to Sweet Oblivion. Pretty good, right? Hold yeah. up, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Should game, we play them real quick? I don't think so. No, nah, I mean, everybody knows them by this point. Or they're great. Good songs. <laughs> Everybody's got them. I don't know. There's, there's, there's not a single Lunch Money Criminal song on here, but I did. I, I genuinely spent time thinking, like, what, is, what does he mean by winter song? And my, oh. my, my, my first instinct, my uh, very good friend, Joe, uh, He's a, a a lawyer, so I won't mention his last name in case crimes or whatever. Um, he makes fantastic mix CDs. And one time he came to L.A. to visit me uh, during wintertime in New Jersey, and he brought a mix CD that was called Wintry Mix. And I don't oh. remember most of what was on it, but one song that was on there that did stick in my head, I used as sort of my guidepost for how I was coming up with songs for this list. I think your list probably is going to end up being better then. I think that's a coming up with the, the with a playlist that has the sentiment of winter, I think is is really fun. Yeah. The the other problem that I'm noticing with my list is that like as I was creating it, I was like this is a dreary fucking playlist. Oh, this, mine too. This is rough. <laughs> Surely there's other aspects of winter that I enjoy beyond the holidays. And so, like, I tried to even pepper it in a couple where I was like, no, this is a more jaunty song. Here we go. Um, and you'll definitely recognize those because you're like, they're so, so vaguely about the winter <laughs> that they yeah. almost don't count. Um, so, Brick is my first song. 6 a.m. Day after Christmas. I throw some clothes on in the dark. Whew, whoa, that's a tough, <laughs> tough downer to begin with. Um, have you heard the song Snow Globe by Home Free? It's acapella. I should have. No, I haven't. It's, I, I'll be honest. This is a song I listened to on Christmas. Uh, mm -hmm. It's so good. 
it's such a good acapella song and <laughs> it it's a like a like a snow globe you shook me up shook me up and then by the end it's like by like a snow globe maybe we should settle down and i just love Ooh. it it's such a great acapella song uh, you should check it out my home free okay well then i have and i'm assuming i'm assuming for our listeners we're going to play some of these songs while we're talking that's actually a really good idea yeah so yeah. i'm not going to probably play brick because all you need to hear is the first lyric of that song which is 6 a.m yeah. day after christmas <laughs> throw some clothes on in the dark already you're there you remember that time you had <laughs> you, you had to go get your girlfriend an abortion <laughs> we've all done it and we've all chosen the day after christmas <laughs> rough okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna play a little snow globe here sitting my No doubt I'd figured out how to live out my days. Thought I loved flying solo. Anytime something like that, a song like that comes around, I do wonder if the band has a meeting where there's like, there's no one occupying this market of winter but not necessarily Christmas <laughs> songs. I bet they do. I mean, and I wonder if someone else in the band is, is like, yeah, but we're also the acapella band, so like, let's just pick one lane. Right. I there was. <laughs> I remember at Cracked when we were like, man, we do like we should really own the Halloween space for Cracked. Uh, we we should be doing our own like uh, our own whole month worth of spooky stuff. And then I was like, and what about Arbor Day? <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody owns that yet. That's nobody's those Man, are these, fresh tracks there. These sites get a lot of traffic for March Madness. Can we do what about March Madness? But uh, for like sandwiches, not for like for <laughs> monsters, monster March M Madness. We just need to get into this bracket business. We did do that. <laughs> we went, oh, no, we, we did. did. <laughs> That's mania. I, I remember that now. <laughs> Um, I, I so uh, on my list, I I've got these songs that like still take place in December. I had to really mm -hmm. shoehorn in a long December by Counting Crows on there. A long December, and there's reason to believe maybe this year will be better than. It doesn't uh, sound too shoehorned, but it gets. It's already we're we're in such a dark place. I mean, it's really yeah. slow and. This this mix is already like dragon, yeah. Um, but yeah, I put Long December on there. It was a song I hadn't heard in a long time, and then I heard it the other day, and I was like, "Fuck, this is a really good song." I think I enjoy this again. I think I yeah. unironically enjoy Counting Crows again. Um, so I put that on there, and then I don't know mm -hmm. if you're familiar with the Neil Young song "Journey Through the Past." Have you ever heard that? Uh, it's possible. Uh, I'm going to play you the, the James Mercer version. I actually prefer it. I think it's much better. It's on piano, and you're kind of a piano guy. I'm going to just like skip into it a little bit because it's got like a really long intro. Sure. When the winter rains come pouring down on that new home of mine Will you think of me and wonder so that song has it, it it talks a lot about the winter rains when they come pouring down will you still think of me mm -hmm. and wonder if i'm fine and there's this big mention of february and they're coming up and stuff and i was like ah i genuinely love this song if i could play yeah. any song on piano i would love to learn this song i was you said that was a neil young song yeah 
Originally, and then Neil you said Young's that song. was a, a, a cover. That's of Neil James Young. Mercer That's... doing it. James Mercer is the lead singer yeah. for the the Shins. Got it. My my brain had to process that information uh, a second time because I I was listening to the song and liking the song, and my brain was like, "Did he say Neil Young? This can't be. <laughs> Something's wrong here." <laughs> it's another one of those situations where he said Neil Young and then he continued talking. Let's see if it's one of those. Yeah, and it was. That's good. I was good. I originally started playing the Neil Young one for you, but it's got like a lot of other instruments in it and guitars and stuff. It doesn't have the same like lonely, uh, uh, actual rainy winter day feel. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so James Mercer does a really great version. I want to get into a couple of mine now. Yes, uh, please. And I'll, I'll play two and I'll describe two because okay. we're very much without my songs mentioning winter. When I was trying to think of like winter vibes, I was thinking about. Uh, it being dark and cold and walking around, like very obvious yes. winter things. I mean, yes. walking around might not be obvious. I walk everywhere I go now for the most part because uh, I live in a small town and I just I go everywhere and I walk my dog. And when it gets to be winter, there are just certain songs that I'm like, no, it feels like I need to listen to a song that that is appropriate for a guy walking down the street and it's dark and it's kind of cold and you're bundled up. And so one of them, the one that I'm not going to play is because I think it's it's famous enough is uh, I think the pronunciation is Tom Trobert's Blues. You might know it as Waltzing Matilda. Um, it was originally a Tom Waits song. And the version that I like is is the one by the cover by Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy. Because I just like I, I have nothing but but love for Tom Waits. Uh, but I just think sometimes his voice is too <laughs> gravelly. Yeah, it's a little high. Patrick Stump just has like a very warm voice for this. And it's just a song like about a drunk guy wandering around and, and Tom Waits' exp explanation for uh, writing it. I met this girl named Matilda and uh, I had a little too much to drink that night. This is about throwing up in a foreign country. And the lyrics <laughs> are like, a guy stumbling around and, and like and like being confused by everything and 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 feeling like lost and lonely there and it just uh doesn't it it weirdly doesn't bum me out because he does his lyrics are so good he just does such a good job of like t talking about walking around being a sad guy and I'm like yeah that is it good job <laughs> um the other one I won't play is another cover it's uh strangers in the night but this is the cover by Cake because I uh, it's another oh, band I absolutely love Cake, and it's this is uh like feels weirdly opposite to Tom Trowbridge Blues where Strangers in the Night is a good like I'm walking around like in a kind of lovey dovey way in the dark like that's the romantic version yeah. of of walking around at night. Um, I you know that Cake has a a winter song as well. Dog shit. It, is it <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely bad what is it called i feel like i know every cake song the winter it's called the winter yeah because he's going to winter that one <laughs> yeah Logan he's goes, going to ski with a cup of hot chocolate <laughs> uh what do i have here oh this is um mr blue by the fleetwoods it's got kind of a long intro and we'll see how much of it you can tolerate Ask for Mr. Blue I'm Mr. Blue When you say you love me I fucking love that song. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it's like, 
something about the guitar feels like a Christmas guitar to me a little bit. And then when they get into the wow wow chorus stuff, it feels like vaguely islandy. Yeah. And it's all like also obviously very like it's called uh, Mr. Blue. So it's like a sad guy walking around. But it just it's it's got a, a peppy enough uh bounce to it and the the horns coming in with their bum 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 it just feels like like just cheery enough that I can can march to it. It's by a band called the Fleetwoods. The oh the Fleetwood Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I know them. Um, yeah, that that is nice. I like that. I like. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's like not like a. It's weird. Song. It's <laughs> it's an old song. It's it's nineteen fifty nine. Well, speaking of um, old songs, Daniel. Hell yeah! I'm I'm now through uh, Je- December twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth, thirty first. Well, this is the thirty first because this is an Ella Fitzgerald song called "What Are You Doing New Year's Eve." Doesn't that okay. sound like the kind yeah. of song you'd want to hear? Let me pull it up. Hey, uh, just just with with an eye on 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 the time. Yeah. Do you have a song for every day of the winter? No. Okay. <laughs> when the bells all ring and the horns all blow and the couples we know are fondly kissing, will I be with you or will I be? Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to stop it there. You get the idea, though. The, uh, she's getting a little desperate on, on New Year's Eve. Um, but uh, I really liked it. I liked that it, it had kind of like that same thing you were talking about of like, well, there's a chance tonight. Like, there's a chance something yeah. could go really well for me tonight. Who knows? But what, good what good Lord. I've, I've been alone on New Year's Eve, and I've never described myself as among the missing. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it god it, 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 like from this point on in the I, as i like looked back through my list i was like oh fuck <laughs> yeah it gets bleak and so like the, after that it, it really like picks up yeah. but yeah that was the last one of the ones where i i thought okay this is too much this is like i don't think i could listen to this music this mix without wanting to kill myself Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Um, I only have one left on my list, and it also uh, spiritually seems similar to what you went through when you were putting this together. It's a song called I Like the Way This Is Going by a band called Eels. And yeah, I'm going uh, to just... Huh? I know the Eels. You do? Yeah. Well, then maybe you know this song. I, I only know them from this song just by Spotify algorithm. And there's a uh, lyric later in the song uh, that captures another spirit of Christmas or winter time to me where it's it's too cold, but but you're like a cozy cuddled up with someone because the lyric is, I like to watch TV with you. There's really nothing I would rather do. Then maybe we can go to bed, get up and do it all again. I just like the way your pants fit, how you stand and how you sit. Whatever sees that you're sewing, I like the way this is going. And that's like a very quintessential it's 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 too cold 
to go outside and do anything. Yeah. Uh, isn't it great that we're content to be here? And it goes a little like this. I like your toothy smile It never fails to beguile Simple song, not too much to it. Very cozy. The instrumentation doesn't get any more elaborate than that. It's yeah. just like, yeah. hey, this is going well, and we don't need to dress it up too much. Right. Happy that, birthday. Yeah, I looked for more inspiring stuff as well after that. Like, there's a song by The Zombies, which I sang for you on this podcast once, called This Will Be Our Year. Okay. Um, and how it, did I react to it? You were very kind. Did I weep? I was crying? Oh, good. Yeah, be, well, it was one of those, it was when we used to really try and hurt the other one. Uh, <laughs> in a recording capacity that will live forever. Oh, more. that's right. And you were you asked me to sing a song. <laughs> I, it was like this time of year, too. I remember being in Tucson yeah. in a laundry room recording, and you were like, sing a song. I was like, fuck you, yeah. all right, go uh, watch this. <laughs> and so I sang, uh, this will be our year. And then our good friend Bacon, um, it was the song that he walked down the aisle to at his wedding. Wow. Yeah. So it is. A, it's a. It's a much more fun song. It's a really good one. It's like, hey, yeah. this is gonna be a. This is gonna be our year. We're gonna be fine. Um, hey, I was at that wedding. Yeah. Did you nudge me and say, hey, I, this is the song from the podcast? I think I nudged you and said, hey, this is this will be our year. And then I realized it would take too long to explain, so I just left it there. And I think you were like, okay, right. fucking great, <laughs> man. <laughs> Try to take pictures. <laughs> um. Then I started to like come off the rails a little because I started picking songs I don't even particularly like that much, like Red Hot Chili Peppers Snow. <laughs> I was just like, Ugh. I need something else, man. I need something that feels a little bigger. <laughs> um, January Wedding by the Avett Brothers or the Avett Brothers. I'm not really sure how you pronounce their name. But January Wedding is a nice, very simple, fun song. Um, I love that song, yeah. Good. Okay, you know it, yeah. Uh, yeah. I put um, Hazy Shade of Winter, but the Bengals version of Hazy Shade of Winter on there. Mm -hmm. uh, which like it really kind of rocks. Like it's got some really good guitar in it and everything. And then I, I was like, well, that's plenty time to bum out again and put, Oh, your favorite band, actually the Decemberists, uh, the crane wife one and two ah, crane wife. One and, and the two. Pinkerton took that the rich have all two cents within this one. I'm going to insist on playing for you because I, I think you might like the it. Cobbler. <laughs> crane wife one and two. Okay, here you go. What's it called? The Crane Wife. Oh, fucker. It was a cold night <laughs> And so they round I pulled my coat tight Against the falling down And the sun was all And the sun was all now Anyway, the song is about this dude from the perspective of a guy who's wandering around in the woods at night and he finds this wounded crane um has been shot by an arrow and he takes it home and nurses it back to health and he's such a lonely guy that like <laughs> that like taking care of this crane means everything to him to the point that he falls in love with it it becomes a woman and he falls in love with it it's based on an actual sure not not a true story but like a fable no. um and it's it's like it's really beautiful i would say i know you hate the decemberists but i know the lyrics of the song are if you were to just take his voice away and just look at the lyrics you'd be like oh it's actually a really beautiful song yeah i believe that i think there there's i think there's still hope for the decemberists in my future it's possible yeah 
I'm, I'm trying to think of like what the equivalent is going the other direction. What's the guy who wrote the Little Shop of Horrors musical? Tim Mitchum? Uh, Alan Menken? Oh, no. Sorry. Not Little Shop of Horrors. Um, um, what about Bob? You know, what, what about if- Bob? Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day. <laughs> what if there was a What About Bob musical? Oh. <laughs> Oh, hold on. I'm thinking about it. Wait, what, have you, what are you bad. trying to get me to... Tim, Tim Minchin wrote Groundhog Day. Tim Minchin. Musical. That's, the, that's what I was trying to think of. Tim okay, Minchin yeah. uh, is somebody who I can't... I have a really hard time getting past. I know he's a genius. Yeah. I know that his songs are very good, but I, I have a really hard time looking at him and I have a hard time yeah. listening to him. <laughs> you don't like that he's barefoot and, and, and dresses ostentatiously. And I, It's mostly the hair that bothers me. That he's the like, hair? It's, yeah. It's, he's got that Russell Brand thing where he's like, you know, it'd be fun as if the back was quaffed. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see you hating that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's the same direction. Like, uh, Decemberus, if you... If you can just somehow divorce yourself from his affectations when he sings, I know. I think you'd be like, oh, oh, this is like a really well-made and good song. Not only that, it's like a really good story. I feel like when I looked at my Spotify wrapped, which tells me how many, what, what songs I listen to all year, um, which is not a, a, a perfect thing for me because I listen to a lot of the stuff has is asterisk because I listen to the same songs when I run over and over again and yeah. I run every day. So like my most listened to song is just like, a song that gets me pumped or whatever. But when I strip away a lot of those and I'm just looking at like what I actually listen to, it's a lot of, God help me, they might be giants and a lot of the weaker than the weaker thans is like wow. my top artist this year. And I, I, I look at that, those, those two bands and just like, I guess I'm slowly turning into Cody. Cody. Zembris. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> that does. Yeah. I'm shocked how much, they might be giants you listen to. I know. It doesn't feel like your speed at all. It's truly not. Uh, do you have more songs? Uh, the rest of them are things like California Dreaming by the Mamas and the Papas. And then uh, there's a song called Looks Like a Cold, Cold Winter by Ingrid Michelson. Or maybe she's just doing a cover of it. But Looks Like a Cold, Cold Winter is a very fun. It's like a really good hot chocolate song. Yeah. I appreciate how... Uh, Closely, you stuck to the assignment. Well, it was <laughs> that's the only way I know how to do it. I don't know how to do spiritual cousins. I can only do, <laughs> does the song say winter? I was on the list. Just Googling songs about January 2nd. Mm. <laughs> songs nope. about January 3rd. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I was like looking for songs that just mention anything wintery. And thinking, you know, in your, it's amazing how quickly you can pull that kind of stuff from your brain. Because uh, anything that you used to listen to regularly, as soon as like I was like, oh, what are good winter songs? Long December, uh, Brick, uh, Journey Through the Path. Like I just start like pulling out these songs. I'm like, I know that's a winter song. I know that's a winter song. And you're not, you're doing something that Google can't, you know? Yeah. Like you just know in your brain, oh yeah, I know that's about winter. That's about winter. That's about the cold because of the feeling the song gives you. Yeah. Well, Soren, my friend, I think we should wrap things up. I have a couple wrap of things to say. Things this being up. our last, that's right, this being our last uh, episode of 2022. We started this year. I think we both said we thought this was going to be a good year for us. 22 is my favorite number. You were born on the second. I think that was uh, the begin and end of what our theories were based on. <laughs> Do you have a little report card for yourself? I think I had a pretty good year. I feel pretty good this year. Do you? Yeah. 
I mean, in some classes I did well. In others, I think I'm, I didn't do as great. There's, there was a lot I wanted to write this year that was just for me, and I just didn't do it. Yeah. And well, there's time. Yeah, there is. Unless I do you have said some sort you, of crippling you injury to my hands and can never write again. <laughs> well, what were you saying? Um, that was one thing. One thing was, how do you feel about th- yeah. this year? Uh, another thing, uh, do you listen to the Doughboys at all? No. This is a, a very, the quickest of quickest, quick tangents. Yeah. Uh, it's a really enjoyable podcast. I know, I know I all, the, they're, I know they're, all they're, the guys yeah, on it too. Every, yeah. every, everybody loves them. Uh, the episode that came out today, it opens with like maybe 50 minutes of the two co-hosts, very funny guys, Nick Weiger and, and Mike Mitchell having like what seems to be uh, an unintentional, very real conversation about how they're both feeling about doing the podcast and how they're both feeling specifically about working with each other and the friction that they experience as co-hosts. <laughs> and it real it gets like so real and uncomfortable and uh, and also seems like maybe they shouldn't do the show anymore even though it brings so many people joy. And uh, I know I've... I've I've joked on and off the podcast about uh, how we shouldn't do it anymore, but just like listening to two uh, clearly very funny but clearly very conflicted co-hosts really hash it out with each other. I am so grateful to have you as a, a co-host partner. I'm glad we're doing this. Oh, thanks, I'm having man. lots of fun. Thank you. Wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, me either. I. It's so nice to also just be. We we thought it would just be a show, but it's so nice to be able to just keep up with you. And know like what's yeah. going on in your life weekly. I really enjoy it. Yeah, back at you. And uh, oh, one other thing that is that is less sappy, but I thought it would be a nice thing for us to do because we're recording this on the fifteenth. We'll be back at two thousand twenty-three. Uh, two thousand funny free. Uh, well, what else can we do? Two thousand we'll, we'll funny me. Uh, two thousand two thousand two thousand funny we. Two, funny we. Oh, it's the we. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Or to get us both in there, you thousand funny me. Uh, you thousand, f- yep. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. we're not doing it together. That's just you. Well, there's and- a you and there's a you and a me. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so fun thing for for you thousand funny me. Uh, you've frequently given me recommendations for things to to watch or listen to or consume in some way that I have not done, and uh, I. I understand that that giving you recommendations for things is sometimes a fool's errand because you you have a, a, a you're only allowed to watch movies on planes and you've had nowhere to go for some time. But I think we can we can each give each other a recommendation that we have to watch, even if we've given it before and it hasn't stuck. Let's just commit to it and make sure that we watch the thing that the other person told us to. Okay, and we'll we'll circle back at the start of the new year. And That's mine great. for you is I yeah. think you'll I think you'll like it. Okay. There's a docu series on, uh, I want to say National Geographic. Uh, have you heard of the Chris Hemsworth series Limitless? No. It's a six part docu series produced by Darren Aronofsky, and it's Chris Hemsworth, the actor from Thor, very uh, handsome and strong and wealthy, talented person, and it starts as a show where he's just like, I want to push myself. To my limits i want to see what the what the human body can do and you really think it's going to be like a man versus wild type thing but it becomes uh 
very clear that he's like going through something. Oh, and, and he's he's like he's very very afraid of aging and afraid of of death and it doesn't it's not entirely clear if he knows that's what he's going through the entire time but you just like watch the evolution of this thing that really does start with like i'm chris hemsworth and i'm gonna tackle doing a tightrope walk because i'm afraid of heights and i'm gonna swim in the arctic and then a lot of the stuff that he was he is doing is like i'm gonna do this because i i a study said that it can add years to your life yeah and that becomes like his whole focus and it's one of the most fascinating things i've seen in a very long time and it does scratch like the the real life you know stunts and action adventure bits of those kind of survivor and uh what's that show afraid alone 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 those shows where it's like man this person's really doing this crazy thing in real life but also as the show goes on and you 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 start to get a sense of what he's actually reckoning with it's just spellbinding oh that sounds great and then the last episode is bonkers <laughs> cuz he dies they kill him <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know how um okay well then i'm going to task you daniel with listening to the decemberist <laughs> i'm gonna task you with listening to two albums of theirs one is the crane oh wife. my god what is the crane tell me which one's the and one what? is what? the crane wife is one album crane wife the other one is uh picaresque picaresque oh, you fucking i know and there's... these are <laughs> if you gave me 10 guesses I would have come up with these. <laughs> there are so and picaresque has got a ton of songs that are exactly what you think they are from the December. <laughs> They're like exactly what you think. But it also has a few songs on there that I like if I was to listen to on the bus mall right now, I would start crying. Like there it's such okay. a beautiful song. <laughs> Man. Okay. Uh, and just listen to it for well, the stories, I guess. Listen to it for the stories. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll listen to it. I, and I, and I'll, I'll give it a, an honest shot. I'm okay. not going to come back here okay. and be like, I listened to each album once and I stand by what I said. They're bad. Yeah. Try again next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The show in 20... 20... Woo. We did do something with yeah, it, didn't we? Yeah, it was... Uh, d- 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 you... 2000 funny woo no you <laughs> thousand funny we no you thousand funny me no that that's for, that's for 2023 yeah oh for 2022 yeah i don't know why i had it in my head that we did something stupid and fun for 2022 but that's over anyway the show for the last year 2000 funny woo has been quick question but you know that already we recorded edited and produced by the irreplaceable gabe harder our theme song is by the incredible mirex their digital album is available at mirex.bandcamp.com you want to reach out you can find us on twitter while you still can i'm dlb underscore inc soren is soren underscore ltd the show is qq underscore soren and dan you can email the show qq with soren and daniel at gmail.com please no spoilers for the decemberist album let me come to it fresh you know i check this email every day <laughs> uh, we also have a patreon that's patreon slash quick question if you want to support the show thanks for joining us everybody yeah, yeah. great year thank you everybody yeah and bye, bye.
Yeah. 